Hello and welcome to Listen in Worship for St Michael's and St Mary's Churches, the Sermon and the Hymn of the Day for Sunday the 16th of May. This is actually the seventh Sunday of Easter, but it's the day we're celebrating Ascension in our churches, the Ascension of the Lord. The sermon is preached today for us by Keith Callard, the reader at St Mary's Church in Meppishaw, and our hymn of the day is sung for us by St Martin's Voices. It's Alleluia, Sing to Jesus. I hope you enjoy listening to the sermon from Keith and to the hymn, Alleluia, Sing to Jesus. God bless you, have a good day and a great week. As we consider our readings today based on the Ascension, let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us open minds, open ears and open hearts to hear and to receive your word to us this morning. Amen. I've always been fascinated by the meaning of symbols. For example, the Olympic flag with its five rings and all that represents. But similarly, the Russian emblem is of an eagle which has two heads one looking left and the other head looking right. And it symbolises Russia's position in the world, partly looking to the east and also looking to the west at the same time. I was reminded of that two-headed eagle as I read today's scripture readings. Both of the readings are based at the time of Jesus's ascension. And in part, they look back towards Jesus's earthly ministry, whilst they also look in the other direction towards the future and the promise of Pentecost. I think that as Jesus prepares to return to the Father, he at this point wanted to give his disciples those two viewpoints. One looking backwards to reflect on all they'd witnessed whilst they were with Jesus. But also that other viewpoint of looking to the future to give them reassurance and confidence. And so like that Russian eagle, Jesus wanted his disciples to have that confidence in the past as well as in the future. So let's consider the first of those two viewpoints. In Acts chapter 1, Luke reflects on Jesus' actions following his resurrection. And we are told that Jesus presented himself to the disciples and he spoke about the kingdom of God, that he ate with them, that he commanded them to stay in Jerusalem. And then at the end of his gospel account, Luke tells us that as Jesus spoke to them, he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures and all that he had been teaching them. Jesus was about to return to his heavenly father and he wanted to use those last precious moments with his followers in order that they should know and understand the relevance of all that they had seen and heard. He wanted to reassure them that he, Jesus, had fulfilled the prophecies written long ago about him in the law, in the books of the prophets and in the Psalms. 
as Jesus said in our reading, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me. Jesus was grounding his disciples in the truth of what they had heard and seen. And we too can take that confidence in those prophecies that were fulfilled by Jesus. All of those prophecies, all fulfilled, many of them written in scripture hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. And in Jesus, they all came to pass. And so in Genesis, we read um, that the Messiah would be born of a woman, born of the, in the line of Abraham and Isaac. In the books of the prophets, we, we, we are prophesied that the world is foretold that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, born to a virgin, that he would speak and teach in parables and that he would be crucified with criminals. And in the Psalms, we read the prophecies that Jesus would be rejected by his own people. He would be declared the son of God. He would be betrayed and falsely accused. And he would be resurrected from the dead and would ascend to heaven. Wow. All that had been prophesied in the Old Testament had come to pass. As Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 24, everything must be fulfilled which is written about me. But then Jesus, rather like that Russian emblem, turns his attention from the past to the future and the disciples' future without his earthly presence. As Jesus prepares to return to his heavenly father, he wants his disciples to have as much confidence in the future as he had just shown that they could have from the past. Luke tells us that Jesus lifted up his hands and blessed them and then he was taken up into heaven. But Jesus also promised at that point he was going to send them what the father was promising them. A promise for them that once Jesus had left, that, as Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The disciples were not being cut adrift. The ascension was not an ending of their relationship with Jesus, but rather the promise of a new relationship one empowered by God's Holy Spirit. What does that mean for us today? I think as with that two-headed eagle and like the disciples, we can take huge confidence from both of the viewpoints that are presented in our readings. In the first place, we can look back to Jesus's ministry on earth and to every promise and every prophecy that was made about him. And like the disciples, we can take great confidence and assurance that Jesus, 
the Son of God, came to rescue us and to fulfil God's promises for each one of us. But, too, we can also look upwards. And like the disciples, as we do so, we see Jesus ascended and seated with his heavenly Father, praying and interceding for us. And with that same promise for each of us, the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit to be our guide, our comforter, our teacher and our strength. Jesus told his disciples that they could take him at his word. They could believe his promises and that they could trust him for the future too. And so can we. And so today, let's claim afresh those same promises. Let's confirm our trust in God and allow his Holy Spirit to take us, guide us and teach us as God transforms us day by day into his likeness. Amen.